Hello, my friends. Peggy Moore here with Discover Your Personal Power Podcast. I am so excited for this week because I have lots of fun stuff in store for you. And this is episode number 10. I'm so excited I made it to number 10. Woohoo! I'll be really excited when I make it to 100. So I hope you guys stick with me. I put out a question this week on my social media asking what you guys wanted to hear about on the podcast. And I got several responses, but I need some more. So jump over to my Facebook page at Peggy Moore Life Coaching and let me know what you guys want to learn about. It just makes it more fun for you and fun for me. And it gives us kind of a way to connect with each other. Well, I'm so excited because my sister-in-law responded with the words self-worth. And so first, let me tell you a little bit about my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law's name is Susie. She is amazing. I have three sister-in-laws, actually, and they're all amazing. And when they put a topic up, I will tell you about them. But today, I just want to tell you a little bit about Susie. So I love Susie. There is just something about Susie that makes me feel so loved and accepted for who I am. I don't have to pretend to be smart and debate crazy political topics or have in-depth spiritual discussions. I don't have to worry that she is going to say something because I'm a few pounds overweight. I don't have to prove to her that I'm a good mother or a good wife or even a good person. She just loves me for who I am and I love that about her. Thank you so much, Susie, for responding and giving us the topic of self-worth today. I am very excited to talk to you guys about this today. So let's talk about self-worth. This is such a great topic, as I think many of us struggle with understanding our own self-worth. One of my favorite pictures in my home is one of an old violin with a poem that I love. And you may or may not have heard it before, but it is one of my favorites and I want to share it with you. "'Twas battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it hardly worth his while to waste his time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. "'What am I bid, good people?' he cried. "'Who starts the bidding for me? One dollar, one dollar, do I hear two? Two dollars. Who makes it three? Three dollars, three dollars twice. Going for three? But no. From the far back, a gray-bearded man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening up the strings, he played a melody pure and sweet, as sweet as the angels sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, What now am I bid for this old violin, as he held it aloft with the bow? One thousand, one thousand, do I hear too? Two thousand, who makes it three? Three thousand once, three thousand twice, going and gone, said he. The audience cheered, but some of them cried. We just don't understand. What changed its worth? Swift came the reply, the touch of the master's hand. The violin's worth did not change. Others just failed to see its worth because it was not what they thought it should be. How often do we fail to see our worth because we're not seeing what we thought we should see? Our life doesn't look the way we want it to, or we're not at the weight we think we should be, or we attach our self-worth to our bank account, 
or the ability to have things or achieve something or our productivity. How often do we compare our weaknesses with other strengths, feeling like we're always coming up short? I am here to tell you that none of those things affect your self-worth. None of those things affect your worth as a human being. So let's talk about self-worth, self-esteem, and self-confidence. What is self-worth? Having a sense of self-worth means that you value yourself. Self-worth is defined in the dictionary as a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. Many people think self-worth is much like self-esteem, but the definition of self-esteem is thinking well of oneself. So self-esteem is what we think and feel and believe about ourselves, but self-worth is recognizing that you are greater than all those things. It is knowing that you are of value, you are lovable, you are necessary to this life and that you have a purpose and a plan and that you are living that purpose and plan. Self-worth means you are invaluable for who you are. It doesn't matter if you are smart or spiritual or overweight or a perfect mother or a perfect wife, your value does not change. Just as my sister-in-law saw me and my value, your value does not change. I think sometimes we also get self-confidence confused with self-worth. Self-confidence is not an overall evaluation of yourself, but a feeling of confidence and competence in a more specific area. For example, you could have a high amount of self-worth, but low self-confidence when it comes to extreme sports or certain subjects in school or your ability to speak a new language. It's not necessary to have a high sense of self-confidence in every area of your life. There's naturally some things that you're simply going to be very good at, and there are other areas which you might not be so good at. The important thing is to have self-confidence in the activities in your life that matter to you, and to have a high sense of self-worth overall. Self-worth is at the core of our very self. Our thoughts, our feelings, and behaviors are intimately tied into how we view our worthiness and our value as human beings. In psychology, there's a self-worth theory. The self-worth theory proposes that an individual's main priority in life is to find self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is learning to know yourself and love yourself and recognize your own infinite worth. This may take some time for those who are struggling. We have to take the time to really get to know ourselves. We have to listen. Helen Brenner says we have to be reflective. Being reflective means listening to your inner self with new ears. The truth is we think we've heard our story so much that sometimes we stop listening to it. We become like those people in our lives who we complain don't listen to us. With reflection, we listen freshly to ourselves, the way we would like to be listened to. How many times do we let our inner critic or the outside voices of others trick us into thinking that we're not of great worth? 
All the influences of the world, the media, friends, relatives trying to tell us what we should be and how we should be in order to earn their acceptance. When what we really need to do is just learn to love ourselves and accept ourselves for who we are, for our own unique gifts and talents. Listening to the outside voice and influences sounds like getting lost in chasing money, status, and popularity. All those things that are highly valued by those around us and by society in general. But we have to make an effort to take a step back and think about what truly matters to our own individual thoughts on self-worth. We need to work on identifying, challenging, and externalizing our critical inner voice. We all have that inner critic that loves to nitpick and point out our flaws. It's natural to let this inner critic get the best of us sometimes. But if we let them win often, then they start to think that they're right. So whenever you notice your inner critic starting to nag you with criticisms, make them pause for a moment. Ask them whether they have any basis in fact, whether they're being kind or not, whether they're telling you something that you need to know. If none of those things are true, feel free to tell them to get out. Challenge them on the things they whisper in your ear and remind them that no matter what you do and don't do, you are worthy and valuable all the same. Believing that you are good enough. By understanding our own value, we're able to add value to our family members and friends. You can't share your light and love with others if your candle and heart is burnt out. You have to know your self-worth to untangle your soul, your story, your gifts, your people, your place, and your passions as you begin to weave your specific talents and strengths into purposes that you haven't even been brave enough to imagine yet. Brene Brown says, Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our own level of self-acceptance. I now see how owning our own story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we can ever do. Back in about 450 BC, when the Jews faced extermination in Persia, the new Persian queen Esther, who was of Jewish descent, was reminded by her cousin Mordecai, Who knoweth whether thou art come to this kingdom for such a time as this? So might each of you be asked, Who knoweth whether thou art come to your particular place or circumstance with your unique blend of talents for such a time as this? You are in your particular place with your particular talents and strengths for a reason. You may not know what that reason is. We all can't save a kingdom like Esther, but we can make a difference by recognizing our own unique gifts and sharing them with others. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking, what are the things that keep us from sharing our life and our talents and our gifts with others? What are the things that keep us from being firm in our own abilities and our own self-worth? And I think the number one thing is comparison. 
I love the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. We simply can't compare ourselves to others. Competing with our brothers, sisters, roommates, friends, or people with whom we work or go to school. Sometimes we even seem to be in competition with our husbands or wives. We seem to be continually grading ourselves on some imaginary scorecard trying to see who gets an A. When we need to realize that life is not graded on a letter scale. Whatever we're doing, wherever we see ourselves on the scale of life, we need to put aside the world's preconceived notions of what it should like or what our life should entail or what accomplishments we should have and remember that life is not graded on a letter scale. We simply cannot compare ourselves to others. When someone else does something well or owns something that we do not have, why do we immediately knock ourselves down a rung or two? Appreciating the abilities and resources of others should lift us up and not diminish us in any way. Every time we see or hear something of merit, we should be better because of it. It's supposed to be that way, right? Because each of us has been given different talents and unique abilities and varying insights. We cannot have every talent and every virtue. The only way we can experience all that is virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy is to enjoy at least some of it vicariously. We may not be able to sing like Alicia Keys or Adam Levine or throw a football like Joe Montana or Drew Brees or have the business mind of Steve Jobs, but we can come closer to appreciating those talents if we spend our time in joyful observation rather than in degrading envy. If we're troubled by the inadequacies of our home when we visit our neighbor, then we've rejected their gift of hospitality. If we belittle ourselves when we study with a brilliant friend, we close our minds to at least part of what we could be taught. Being able to appreciate and encourage the gifts of others may well be one of the greatest gifts of all. I think the opposite can also hold true. The constant comparison of ourselves to others can sometimes encourage us to justify our actions, feeling that those around us are doing no better than we are. In this situation, we choose to make comparisons only with those who make us feel good about ourselves when we're not doing our very best. When we do that, we're forgetting once again that life is not graded on a scale. We are required to do the best we can with what we have. Another way I see people diminish their self-worth is attaching their self-worth to their physical appearance. We all need to stop attaching our self-worth to our physical appearance. Often in society, we are taught that who we are is what we look like. Self-worth is so much more than appearance. It's your values, your humor, your compassion, and your talents. You are your heart and your love for others. I was listening to a podcast last week and she talked about how life is a classroom full of lessons to learn and challenges to overcome and opportunities for failure and for success. Just think of your specific body as just a classroom experience. It may be teaching you humility, kindness, and compassion. It may be teaching you to stop judging books by the cover. I can't say which lesson your body is meant to teach you because that's only for you to find out. It's your lesson. All people have the same 
value. We are all unique, irreplaceable, divine spirits with the exact same infinite value as everyone else. So what can we do to help recognize our self-worth and increase our self-esteem and confidence? First, I want you to get out your journal and do some introspection. Identify who you are and then be true to you. Take the time to do a little soul searching and thinking about who you want to be and how you want to show up in this world. Self-awareness is critical to your self-esteem. Many struggle with self-esteem when they don't really know who they are or what they stand for. What do you stand for? What are your core values and beliefs? What are the things that are most important to you? I think this is so important to do many times throughout our lifetime. We change as we learn and grow and overcome challenges. My answers to these questions would have been much different in my 20s and my 30s and my 40s because our perspective changes as our vision expands and our knowledge increases. It's nice to sit down with a pen and paper and think about who you are and who you want to be. Identify your strengths and talents. Acknowledge your value, your worth, and your dreams and your passions. Understand what values are most important to you. Recognize what you're good at and what you enjoy and how you want to contribute to the world. Next, accept yourself. Accept the imperfectly perfect you for all that you are and all that you have to offer the world. Regardless of what other people may have told you, no matter the mistakes you feel you have made, the challenges you have faced, we all want to be accepted for who we are. But first, we must accept ourselves for who we are. Be as loving and compassionate with yourself as you are with others. Next, stop compromising yourself. I think it's important to always remember you can't pour from an empty cup. Putting everyone else's needs before your own or compromising your own wants, needs, and opinions because you want to avoid confrontation harms your soul. I'm not saying you have to argue with everyone that has a different opinion than you. You can love them and appreciate that they're doing the best they can with what they have, yet still set boundaries for yourself. Compromising yourself to fit in or to be loved or acknowledged will leave you never feeling satisfied. In the book, The Happiness Project, Gretchen Rubin creates 12 personal commandments for herself on how she wants her life to be. This may be a fun challenge for you to think about. Her first commandment is the best. It's called Be Gretchen. It's basically about her figuring out her wants, her needs, the things she likes, and being true to herself. Figuring out who you are and who you want to be and then being true to yourself is important. Be you because no one else can be you. As you take the time to journal, decide what is important to you. Naming these things and getting them on paper will give you an inner compass to help guide you. Identify your boundaries and the non-negotiables in your life. What are you not willing to compromise on? And then look for the good. Remember our eyes see what our mind tells it to. 
We look for what we focus on. Write down your most lovable traits. Write down the things that you love the most about yourself. And then just focus on doing more of those things. We don't have to be good at everything, but we can be good at being ourselves. Remember the violin's worth did not change. Others just failed to see its worth because it was not what they thought it should be. Your worth as a human being and as a person is invaluable. There is only one you. Learn to accept yourself for who you are. Remember that comparison is the thief of joy. Accept yourself for all your perfect imperfections. Know who you are and how you want to show up in this world and then own it. Be true to you and look for the good. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please hop over to my Facebook page at Peggy Moore Life Coaching and leave me a thought or a topic that you would like to hear about. You can also find me on Instagram at Discover Your Personal Power and on my website, Peggy Moore Discover Your Personal Power at mykajabi.com. I would love to hear from you. Have a great week, my friends. Until we meet again. 